0: We're talking everyone's favorite topic, Kirk Cousins. And also we play a little bit of a game with some of the Vikings veteran players, all that and more coming up next on Superior Sports Talk.
1: Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's Superior Sports Talk with Kara Levin sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day, and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk, and it starts now. Welcome in. Happy Thursday to Superior Sports Talk. It's your favorite substitute host, Sam Ekstrom, in for Luke Inman, alongside Reggie Wilson, Care 11 Sports Anchor. He's on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and he told you we got Kirk Cousins talkers to get to we're also gonna play restructure extend or let it ride we'll tell you more about that in segment two and Rudy Gobert with a massive night for the Timberwolves we get into that in what does it mean make sure to download and subscribe um, this podcast wherever you get your podcast it's free and available we're also on YouTube where you can uh, like, comment, subscribe there as well. Get all our shows on video and download our app on Amazon Fire and Roku. That's a great way to watch the program. Watch the Chris Carter interview. Now over 22,000 views. He and Ron Johnson sitting down talking Justin Jefferson. So, Reggie, let me preface, preface it like this. When aliens take over Earth and <laughs> they're sifting through the records to say, eh, who, what do humans do for recreation? And they go to you, Reggie. They say, hey, um, we first of all, we dominate the earth. Um, but we'd like some information from you, Mr. Sportsman. Uh, mm-hmm. This Kirk Cousins guy, the 2022 season, and they will ask you this. Um, was, this guy, was this guy good? Was this guy a good quarterback? Because the stats don't seem like he was very good, but the record was very good. So what would you tell them, Reggie? What would you tell them about 2022 Kirk Cousins season?
0: I'd say you you kind of have to bypass a little bit of the numbers a little bit. And I know with quarterbacks, it's all about the numbers. But I think the numbers tell a different story than the games. And we've seen Kirk Cousins not play his best games. I don't think he had his best game in the last game against the Jets. Certainly not against the Eagles. Certainly not against the Cowboys. But I got nine games that the Vikings won in one-score fashion that I would challenge you to look at his numbers and to look at his numbers when the games matter most. You look at the game against the Jets, seven-play, 75-yard drive, where he went five for five for 62 yards on that drive, culminating in a touchdown to Justin Jefferson on Sunday that ended up being the difference in the ball game. And so many times as the Vikings are 9-0 in one-score games that Cousins has made the right plays to put them in position to win all nine of those games. And the numbers haven't been flashy. He, he's not gone over 300 yards much this season. He's gone three touchdowns once or twice. But the team is winning. And he's doing a little bit more than what you would call on from a game manager because some of these passes that he's made have been absolutely money. And some of the decisions that he's made have been very much in the favor of the Vikings winning some of these football games. And I think that's the mark of a good quarterback. I don't believe he's just a game manager because usually with a game manager, you put the ball in their hands – and you're like, just don't mess this up. Okay. They're actually putting the ball in Kirk's hands and telling him to make something happen with it. And he's doing that more times than not. And so I think this is probably one of his best seasons of his career. You look at the record, I know it's not necessarily the eye popping numbers, flashy Kirk Cousins, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, you know, keeping the interceptions down. But He's still not fully in control of the offense because he's still just learning it on the fly, but he's still doing what he does, and that's helping them win football games. And so I give it, I give it, I don't know, I give it five stars. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you, sports humans, say say the aliens. And also, (laughs) what are those glass panes covering your eyes? That's very weird. Um, You know, if you look at, Kirk Cousins' time in Minnesota, at least, 2018 was his best completion percentage season, his best yardage season, 30 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. That all seems very good, but the stats do lie once in a while. And I think they've been lying about Kirk Cousins for a while. I think the stats have been inflated, frankly. Um, if you look at that 2018 season, he lost the biggest game of the season in Week 17 against the Bears. And he had so many turnovers that year at horrible times, often resulting in touchdowns for the other team. Nobody who watched that season would say Kirk Cousins had his best Vikings season. It was a complete mess, to be honest. Um, so I think the reverse is true here. I think that he's much closer to his best than his worst by virtue of that big six at the end of that mm. that stat line. Six game-winning drives. Six fourth-quarter comebacks, which is mm-hmm. so different from the Kirk that we got used to in the previous four years in Minnesota. Um, but I, I, you're, you're there at the press conferences, Reggie. I do mm-hmm. detect a different Kirk. I don't know about you from, from last year to this year, but he seems looser to me, and maybe it's just the winning. Maybe the winning does this to him, but he doesn't seem like the, the same kind of uh, – I don't know, like emotionally repressed guy at the podium. He doesn't seem like he's constantly nervous to speak up. Um, I just feel like he's he's really like feeling liberated kind of as a football player and just as like a human in this team with this culture.
0: Yeah, and he talked about that after the the Patriots game. He said that he feels empowered because – his guys are keeping him encouraged even when he makes a mistake. They're like, oh, that's all good, Kirk. You, you're you going to come back and, and get it done. We believe in you. He, the confidence that his head coach has in him to put the ball in his hands to go win a game, like I think that stuff matters. And we know that he wasn't on the best terms with the last head coach, but he actually is doing, um, doing what this head coach wants him to do and that's kind of become like a cyclical thing like it works and it just keeps going round and round and round and it keeps working in his favor and it keeps working in the vikings favor you know when kevin o'connell took the job he just talked about how excited he was to kirk uh to coach kirk again and people were like "Ah, what do you mean like are you being serious? Like are you being tongue in cheek here? Are you yeah, just you're trading smoke? him right? You're trading yeah. him right. We, yeah. And then yeah. he he got extended, and there was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess they do feel like they can win with Kirk. And I asked uh, Kevin O'Connell earlier in the spring, like, do you feel like Kirk can, you know, reach a different level? Do you feel like you can take him take his game to another level? And he told me yes. And so I think this is the proof of that. And it's exciting to see, um, like, a guy have a confidence in someone and him, like, execute that confidence and show and prove that he meant what he said. And that's what we see is playing out this year.
1: Okay, consider this a pivot into our next segment, which is going to be restructure, extend, or let it ride with Kirk Cousins' contract. He's got one Mm -hmm. more year after this, and there's definitely going to be a negotiation after this season. Um, based on what we've seen so far, are you restructuring, probably not, extending, or just letting it play out next season?
0: I think it'd be t- – the Vikings are in this weird spot with the cap, man. I I guess maybe you would try to extend. I mean, he's still a relatively youngish quarterback. You know, he's not the, the youngest, but – He still, I feel like, probably has some good years left in him. Uh, He doesn't take a whole lot of shots now. He can't keep taking all the shots that he took against the Jets (laughs) week in and week out. But, you know, he's got some pretty good tread left on the tires, I think. And so if this season continues to play out and they continue to have success this year, I can see an extension being on the table. But I think... Mm -hmm you letting it ride probably is hamstringing the franchise a little bit more than maybe they need to or maybe they want to so i think something has to be done regardless after this season
1: yeah i mean number one if you let it ride it that creates a lame duck quarterback situation and then maybe there's some mm-hmm. hurt feelings because typically quarterbacks who win double digit games don't go into the next year facing Impending free agency, so there's there's going mm-hmm. to be some sort of way to you know massage Kirk Cousins' feelings about this, and I think the best solution is another one-year extension, which not only you know gives him that vote of confidence, but it probably knocks down next year's cap number. Usually, that's the way that works: is you up the guarantee and you lower the initial impact and push that down the road. I think that's probably what happens. More of these conundrums after this, but first a word from BetOnline.net. Your source for sports betting info, stats, news and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all the pro and amateur leagues. That's NFL, NBA, NCAA football and basketball at betonline.net. We give you the Vikings line every day on this show. And hey, some people have bet on the Vikings since yesterday. The Vikings are now just two point underdogs instead of two and a half in Detroit. The over-under is 52 and a half. You can track that all week long and all the lines for all the games at betonline.net. You can also get the best sports podcast there. It's betonline.net. Check it out on your mobile device, and it's where the game starts. Reggie, it's time for the continuation of Restructure, Extend, or Let It Ride. I've got five veteran names here besides your cousins that I think the Vikings have to, to make some decisions about. So we'll move quickly here. Um, I'm gonna start with Eric Kendricks. Your thoughts on his future.
0: Yeah, I I, I think you let the contract ride. Cause Kendricks is still a productive player and he's still an impact maker on the field for you, but I'm not sure if they can afford to um do anything else. Like I, I'm not sure. Um, I, but you definitely don't cut the guy like he's still one of the most productive linebackers in the league, in my opinion. So, yeah. I, yeah. Cutting is off the table.
1: I think you're right about this one. I think you let it ride and it helps that his cap number actually goes down next year from like. 13 mm-hmm. to 11 or 12 to 11. So it, it actually, it's not one of those escalating numbers where it's untouchable. I think you can hold on to him next year. He'll be 31. Um, and I do think that Brian Asamoah is waiting in the wings to replace either mm-hmm. Kendricks or Jordan Hicks after next year. Maybe even he replaces Jordan Hicks next year. But I feel like you've got a good replacement um, in line. But I think you let it ride. I just think that he means too much to that defense. And if they can figure out the scheme a little better... I feel like Kendricks could still be an elite pass coverage linebacker. He hasn't shown that necessarily this year, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. that it's it's his fault. I think it might be more schematic with the way that that Don Intel is trying to coach him up. Uh, let's keep moving. Dalvin Cook, what are you doing with Dalvin?
0: Oh, I think you, <sighs> I think you try to restructure if you can. Just because that's a contract that you know it, it's a it's a a good contract and i think his production is still at a high level i think he's still one of the top running backs in the league and so you try to do what you can to find some room and see if he you know he's a team first guy and so i think that's a that's the case where you try to see if you can restructure if you can
1: I am leaning toward a cut, but he's also what? stayed healthy this year. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm also the guy who, you know, was saying to trade Alexander Madison. I'm just not in the camp of paying running backs. I, I think that mm. you need every cent that that you you have to pay a Justin Jefferson, to pay a Daniil Hunter. Like you need you need to be really wise with how many eight figure contracts you're giving out dalvin is going to be 14 million against the cap next year you can save eight million by cutting him you've got ty chandler can Wangwu. wong i think that this is going to become a a, a churn and burn kind of front office where they bring running backs in uh they use them up for four years and i know fans get emotionally attached and it's hard to deal with but i i i don't think dalvin's representation is going to accept a restructure so i think your hand will be forced to make a really tough decision on that, um, he wasn't cuttable this year. His dead cap was 17. Goes down to six <laughs> next year. I think that it, that it. I think it's on the table. I do think it's on the table um, because you don't want to have these guys after they're washed up. You want to make the move before that happens. So love you, Dalvin, but I. That's just where my head's at. Um, Adam Thielen. I mean, you talk about emotional attachment. I mean, th- this is this is where it gets really uh, tricky for Quasi Adolfa What are you doing with Adam Thielen?
0: Man, Adam Thielen is still a productive receiver for them. I think you let it ride. Just just a quick aside, uh, Bill Belichick. So um, I am not a fan of cutting people. As a person who was cut <laughs> in two jobs ago, so I'm not gonna say cut any of these guys. So I'm gonna always say let's let's try to find a way to work it out. Like you know, and even in in relationships, you're like you know what, let's let's just work it out, baby. Let's let's find a way to work it out. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean that's good. There's got to be a little good cop bad cop dyna- dynamic here. I'm, I'm okay oh, being no. the bad cop. So oh, so no. I'm I'm not I'm not saying cut Adam Thielen but the contract is not doable. He's mm. due to make 19 or this is, you know, the cap number, 19 million next year. Uh closer to 20 million actually. There's just no way that that flies. Now, the dead cap is still pretty high. It's 13 and a half, which they uh they kind of kicked this one down the road. I know they were trying to save money this year. Um so I think their their hands are definitely a little tied. I think that Adam Thielen out of sort of his desire to leave a legacy in Minnesota is a likely candidate to accept a restructure. So I think that you do everything you can to restructure the contract. Maybe you you push up the free agency date, kind of like they did with Daniil Hunter, Hunter, um, like they did with Anthony Barr last year, and you make it kind of a year to year thing. And you try to you say, hey, like, can we give you 12 next year, and then we'll see what happens. Um, but you cannot continue at that cap hit. So I'm going to say restructure. And if he if he straight up says, no, I'm not, I don't think he will. If he did, I think you have to. I think you have to cut him. You're not going to pay Adam Thielen $20 million and Justin Jefferson $30 million, which you're probably yeah. going to owe him. Uh, that just doesn't make sense. So you, you've got some conundrums here, Reggie. And a and, um, couple more. Okay, Daniil Hunter, one year left on his deal. Uh, so you're not saying cut. Are you gonna let it ride or restructure?
0: Uh I think you oh, I think you let it ride. I think you let it ride because he's been largely healthy this year. And just let him let him go out there and, and prove it. I know he was probably looking for a contract extension this past offseason. And look, it would have been some like like in confidence type of a situation. If they did do that because of the last two years, him not being healthy, but he's largely stayed healthy this year. I do think his production has been a little bit down. Like, I think you, it it leaves a little bit to be desired. Like as far as him being a true, like disruptor out there. But I I think, I think He's a guy that you definitely want to keep around on the football team. One of the best edge rushers that you have. So I, I think you find a way to just let it ride.
1: I lean on on that side too, Reggie. I think that mm-hmm. with one year left on the deal, I'm just not sure that you want to commit max edge rush money to to another player right now. You have to be really judicious with the way that you are giving out big contracts. And I think that considering Daniil's health and considering just your overall sort of roster-building situation, I think that having him on a prove-it deal is not a bad thing. If he wants to go out and get 20 sacks next year, well, then you can bid for him, I guess, the next free agency. But um, I'm with you. I don't think you want to – You know, unless you're getting an absurd deal in year one – where you can like knock that cap hit down to, to almost nothing, which probably doesn't work out that way. Um, yeah, I think you let it ride. So uh, last one quickly, Harrison Smith, who's having a nice resurgent year. I like Harrison a lot. This is fun to watch, um, but another tough cap situation. So uh, let me give you the details quick before I put you on the spot. Harrison Smith mm-hmm. has three years left on his deal. Cap mm. hits of 19, 19, and 22. So it's another Adam Mm -hmm. Thielen situation. What would you do with Harrison?
0: Uh, I think you see if he wants to restructure. That would probably be helpful just because you, in the Vikings' mind, it's like, look, we're getting high production from Harry still. But you would think that maybe his best years are behind him and not in front of him, even though he's still a super productive player right now. And so maybe you just you come to the table like, hey man, if we if we turn this into some some money in form of a signing bonus right now, just to just to get that cap number down over the next few years. Let let's talk about it. Can we talk about it? And see, you know, see what he says. He's uh he seems like a Vikings lifer, kind of like Thielen. And so, you know, they need some help, man. They're strapped with the cap. And they got to be able to fill out this football team and still be competitive in this competitive rebuild that Quasi talked about. And so that would be a, a tough one. I feel like, you know, they probably drafted Lewis Seen to be like the heir apparent to Harry, but he ain't there yet. And especially after this injury, like it's probably going to be another couple years before you. Think about maybe inserting him full-time into the lineup. So maybe a restructure gets you down the line until you can get seen up to up to par and, and ready to go as a starter. Um, yeah. and You would just kind of need that.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm also in the restructure camp. And here's the point of the exercise, Reggie. So if you tally up all of these guys' cap hits, Kendricks, 11, Cook, 14, Thielen, 19, so that puts you at 44. Hunter's like 13, 57. Smith is 19. So that's $76 million, Reg. You can't, you can't keep them all at those numbers. Like, they're going to have to be some tough conversations that happen this offseason. And I'm not sure it's realistic to keep all those players. I mean, you can maybe get the numbers down a little bit. Um, we'll see what how much the cap goes up. see see how this is really gonna put Quasi Adolfo Mensa to the test. Like, how creative can he get to keep this team intact? If he even wants that. I know that he's also got his eye on the future too. Um, so that's the point. There's a lot of difficult decisions that are gonna need to be made. So enjoy the season while it's happening because all your favorite players, they're not all guaranteed to be here next year. So that's my my waxing poetic about the Vikings. Roster, appreciate it while it's here don't let it get away Uh, before we get into our what does it mean segment Kirill Kaprizov franchise record Rudy Gobert massive block last night let me tell you about built bar they've got some unbelievable new reimagined flavors I had some on the lockdown retreat last week and they were spectacular cookie dough topper coconut brownie bar coconut brownie topper and this sounds like a good holiday flavor white chocolate peppermint granola built take on the granola bar it is insanely tasty and candy cane brownie puffs mm, have it for dessert uh so if you haven't tried built before they're literally the best tasting protein bars in the world sink your teeth into 100 real chocolate while still getting 17 grams of protein only 130 calories you can't beat it you just can't beat it it's life changing uh so if you haven't tried built Try them now at a discount. 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. It's time to tell us, what does it mean? What does it mean, Reggie? Uh, Kevin O'Connell spoke to reporters yesterday, and he inferred that Herb Smith Jr., Could be back before the end of the year and could be on the field along with TJ Hawkinson. What does it mean, Reggie, that the Vikings could have two quote unquote number one tight ends before the season's over?
0: Man, that means it's scary hours for the defense. And that also means that you would hope that they could stay on the field and not have to punt after some of these goofy, you know, game stalling drives. It would be good to get Irv Smith Jr. back. I think it it lends to what you were saying in the last segment, like enjoy things while you can. Like there's going to have to be something that happens. Like you probably can't keep both Hawk and Irv. So it's like while you have him, if he's going to be healthy enough to come back and play like all right, let it rip, you know, and, and you would hope that maybe that would help sustain some of these drives and some of these lulls that we see in these games where they can't keep it going. Like, you would hope that maybe that helps, you know, They they get a good, a lot of good, you know, timely production from Johnny Munt, you know, but I think if you put Irv Smith Jr. up against Johnny Munt, you would probably say you would rather have Irv, especially from an athleticism standpoint. So, you would hope that, like, the the, the Vikings just kind of have, like, an embarrassment of riches. And so you would hope that putting Irv Smith Jr. back on the field would just help this offense just even more so over the top. You line up Irv on one side, Hawk on the other side. Like, now you're, you're talking about matchup nightmares for the defense. And Kirk Cousins is sitting back there like, hey, pick your poison. Who do you want to try to cover? You want to cover Hawk? Okay, I'm going to hit Irv. You want to cover Irv? Okay, I'm going to hit JJ. Okay, you want to cover JJ? I still got Thielen. You want to cover Thielen? I can hit Osborne. Oh, by the way, watch out for Jalen Rager running a go route. He may run by you. Like, embarrassment of riches on offense.
1: So I want to temper my expectations for Irv Smith because let's remember, mm. this is also the guy who was – basically splitting reps with Johnny Munt early in the season like there was something there mm. that where the, he wasn't necessarily playing a tight end one role um so Johnny Munt in the weeks that TJ Hawkinson has been on the team he's been tight end two. Hawkinson has been there how how long has it been now now Reggie was at Washington yeah Washington game that's where he debuted mm-hmm. so Munt has played between 15 and 37 snaps. So if Irv comes mm-hmm. back, he's probably taking a chunk of that. Probably not all of it. Um, you know, I think that there's, there's probably a couple moments in the course of the game. I wouldn't expect Irv to have seven catches for 80 yards. But there's a couple moments where if they can scheme something open on a key third down, and let's say Irv only gets 12 snaps, but... A couple of those snaps are going to be big, like creative, um, like they worked on it in practice. They've got a really good way to get him the ball. Um, I think that's the way you use Irv Smith. Maybe even some red zone stuff with, you know, TJ Hawkinson and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson getting a lot of attention. Irv Smith finds himself open on a little post over the middle. I think that's the way you play it. You don't expect him to be a big producer. Uh, Matt DeBritz. Don't start him on fantasy, please. Um, But I think he can still have an impact, just a little smaller one. What does it mean, Reggie? Kirill Kaprizov scored a goal last night in defeat in Calgary, but it set the Wild franchise record seven games in a row with a goal and 14 games in a row with a point. He's on a tear right now. What does it mean for the Wild and for Kirill Kaprizov that he is just feeling it right now?
0: I think it just means that Kirill is one of the best players, the best young players in all of the NHL. And I also mean it also means that as long as he's slapping it in like that, they're going to have a chance each and every night out there on the ice. Like <sighs> last night was a little discouraging just because like they came back. That, well, first off they got out to the two nothing lead and then squandered it. And then they came back thanks to John Merrill. And then it just fizzled down the stretch. And that was a little disappointing. But I think you look at what Kirill does and what he's been able to do, especially over this last, as you said, seven-game stretch. Man, that guy is going to keep you in every game. Like, you, you feel like even if you're down, you're not down because he's a guy that's going to help you stay in games and, you know, just – One little flick of the wrist, all of a sudden, like, you're in it. And he's going to help. You know, I don't know what this wild team's ceiling is this season because it's been hard to understand, like, who they are from a consistency standpoint. But I know that as long as they have Kirill the Thrill, that is, number one, going to be fun. And number two, they're going to have a chance each and every night.
1: It's almost as if Kirill said, oh, we lost Kevin Fiala. I'll just score enough goals for both of us. Right? <laughs> that, that's what he's doing right now. Um, it, yeah, he, he's, he is one of those turn on the TV to see him kind of guys. And they don't come around very often. Like a lot of, you turn on the TV generally to see the Minnesota Wild, to see how the team does. But with Kirill, you're watching each shift. Where's 97 um, because you want to see what happens, something great is going to happen. And he just scores goals from so many creative spots on the ice. He scores, you know, in front of the net. He can score with one-timers. He can have the puck on his stick and create stuff. He's just a wonderful young player to watch. It's really exciting to have him on this franchise. Uh, now the Wild need to string some games together. They're they're right now they're treading water. They're trending the right way though. After that home stand, let's see what they do against Edmonton next. Last one. What does it mean, Reggie? Thriller of a Wolves game last night. Oh, yeah. Back and forth, they bl- blew a lead, uh, had a you know out-of-body experience in the third quarter again, and then fourth quarter, they tighten it up. Rudy Gobert makes two clutch free throws at the end, goes down, blocks Buddy Heald from behind, mm-hmm. clinches the game for the Wolves, 16 points, 21 rebounds. What does it mean for the Wolves that Rudy Gobert uh, just had maybe his best game of the year?
0: Yeah, it means that they're trending in the right direction. That's the Rudy that they traded for. 16 points, 21 boards, two blocks, even added a steal in there. Like, he had three steals, even had an assist. He had one assist. Like, that is what they need. That is what they need. 16 of those 21 rebounds were on the defensive end, which means that he's cleaning up the glass, and we're going the other way with it, giving our guys a chance at the other end. And last night was probably like a good exhibition on why they traded for Rudy. Gets the free throws, which it's like, look, you're playing with house money at that point. Like if he's going to hit those two free throws, you're like, well, all right, we'll take it, Rudy. And then you go back on the other end and Buddy Hield was on fire last night. And he goes down and swats that. And then the exclamation point at the end with the dunk. Before the buzzer mm-hmm. like yeah. that, that was just, it was like, all right, take that back to Indy with you guys. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Get out of here. And so that is encouraging. It, it was also nice to see, you know, D'Lo scored 28 points as well. I think they're going to continue to figure this thing out. Um, I mentioned yesterday I was talking to Rebecca Brunson the other night, like, hey, what do they do? Like, how do they – how do they get better and she was like those guys are probably just out there thinking too much just go out there and hoop and i think last night after they got down and you know lost the lead and had the treacherous third quarter shout out to jordan mclaughlin for you know bringing them back i feel like they were just like okay it's just time to hoop guys let's stop thinking about it too much let's go out here and hoop, play our game and and let's put it on these pacers and that's what happened so hopefully they're starting to figure some things out and really kind of take advantage of of this time yeah. where they're they're starting to gel and try to figure things out without cat in that lineup.
1: That's the linchpin here. Cat is not in the lineup. So the negative way to look at this is is it a little bit disarming that there's some wolves that are playing their best basketball right now without cat. Like is just Rudy actually thrive more in when he's the one big guy up front does anthony edwards no no you're shaking your head emphatically i think it's a talker i think it's a talker to say that when cat comes back they're gonna have to readjust
0: oh for sure yeah for sure but i look i think everybody is doing what they can to replace cast production as well like They've been used to Cat being able to get them 20, 25 points and, you know, at least eight boards a night. And now you're trying to figure out, like, you, you got enough star power there. You got enough talent there to win these ball games. And now you're seeing that. You know, on nights where Cat was getting 25 or, or so, like maybe only D'Lo was getting 12 to 15 points. Now, you know, you need him a little bit more as a scorer to, to get you 28 points and Edwards. It didn't matter if Cat was there or not. Usually, he was getting his, and so I think that's going to be a a situation to monitor. But look, so many people are ready to say like the Wolves are better with without Cat. So many people, and you know, you see games like last night, and you're like, "Up, oh, see, see, I told you, I told you," and it's like, "Uh, I, not so fast, my friend." I just think that they are not that not that they're overcompensating but they are doing what they have to do without cat to get it done and when he comes back yeah there's going to be an acclimation period there's going to be you know some growing pains and adjustment to work him back into that lineup but I don't understand how you are without an all-star and somehow the team is quote unquote better I just don't see it
1: yeah, I, I'm not the one to answer that question. I'm far from a uh, an elite NBA Timberwolves mind, but I, I think it's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Reggie Wilson, awesome contributions. Um, make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you're watching and you haven't subscribed yet. Uh, we're on our way to 4,000 subscribers. We really appreciate everybody's support. Follow Reggie on Twitter. He's active there, at ReggieWilsonTV. I'm Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom. Find me on the Ron Johnson Show or the Minnesota Football Party as well on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Matt DeBritz directed, and until tomorrow's roundtable, so long.
0: Be blessed. Spread love today.